Introducing the amazing iPhone XS you'll love on T-Mobile, the most loved in wireless. It's the perfect way to stay connected to those you heart most. Fall in love with iPhone XS on T-Mobile. And right now, trade in an eligible iPhone and you'll save $300. Visit a store or call 1-800-T-MOBILE. If you cancel service, remaining balance is due. Qualifying service and finance agreements required. $279.99 down plus $30 per month times 24. Full price $999.99. 0% APR for well-qualified buyers plus tax on full price. Allow eight weeks for rebate. Welcome to the Nerdiverse. Go ahead, sit and listen to the masters. The old heads talk about what you love the most. Video games, comics, movies, and everything you need to maintain your We got the knowledge that's straight out the ether. Gonna need a drink and have to take a seat to expand your mind and listen to the speaker. Mike and the squad's gonna give you what you need. Please uh, send in a question. Come and get some answers. Learn a couple lessons from the masters with the special guests. We got the green lanterns glowing on our chest. Yes, please sit back and relax. Cause we're gonna hit you with them stories. Facts and allow me to be the very first to welcome you to the Masters of the Nerdiverse. Welcome to Masters of the Nerdiverse, where we always have set sites to show you. This Nintendo 64 of a podcast can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, SoundCloud, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and Google Play. I'm, of course, your host, Mike G. And with me, as always, is our star gladiator of a co-host, Winter Trash Monk the Thizzard. Tonight, we fight the bugs! (laughs) (laughs) We can Uh, ill afford another Glendatu. (laughs) Glendatu. Yes. (laughs) Oh, a good bug is a dead bug. Yes, we need Starship Troopers to reboot. We need to HBO on it and then mm-hmm. have Netflix uh, release. It. I don't know. <laughs> Something I, stupid like that. I want a, I want um, a, uh, a Game of Thrones level Starship Troopers multi-episodic, you know, yes. super space drama. With the After scuba. a while, I don't know if they were the bug or if I was the insect. <laughs> I was was born a man, but I'll die an insect. (laughs) Yeah, my friend Joey was ripped to shreds two clicks from Mars base. I don't know. (laughs) I went to go grab a soda, and all I heard was, Medic! (laughs) For some reason, we're in the 26th century, but we still listen to 1960s music. (laughs) I got kicked out of the barracks because I wouldn't turn down my glam rock. They could never turn it down. There you go. What's up, everybody? I'm Winter uh, at Trashmunk the Third. That's Trashmunk. And I'm coming at you from the Rad Pad in my office looking at the show notes. And we've got a great episode, don't we, today? Yes, we do, Johnny. We've got a great episode coming your way. It's about five past the hour, and the temperature is a cool 75 degrees. All right. How was my week, you're asking? <laughs> How was your week, Johnny? My my stop, uh, Johnny. Uh my week was fantastic. Uh Conan. Uh wow. Uh yeah, or Merv Griffin. Yeah, you you're Merv. Call Griffin. me uh you shouldn't you call me Craig Ferguson, dog. Craig Ferguson? Yeah. No, 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 no. You uh no one can be Craig. Craigie Ferg. Craigie Craigie Um, Ferg. Yeah, so my week was is pretty good. I mean, I only the day that I uh, um I'm working at the youth center, 
that I work at. I'm not going to dox myself now. Um, I only had to work today, and then I have the rest of the week off. So now um, I have a printer that just came in the mail today that I'm going to hook up. And I thought there were some packages that were not going to arrive till tomorrow, but they arrived today. Oh, yeah. Everything's coming up, Millhouse. More books. Things coming up, Millhouse. And I, a funny youth story today. There was a, a girl who came in who had a blue uh, hair like a kind of like a bluish gray um she was wearing red lipstick and kind of like she dyed her eyebrows blue okay and she kind of had like a like a white like clown makeup as well okay and then and then i went oh so you've heard about the new joker movie coming out next Damn. year Shots and fired. she goes what no no it wasn't like i was dissing her it's like she she She's a fellow nerd, I would say. And I was wondering, like, did you see the trailer for that Joaquin Phoenix uh, Joker movie coming out? She goes, no. I'm like, oh, man, you're going to have to check it out. And she went, okay. And then she quickly left. And I'm like, wow. There's no way. I thought there was no way. Because her, like, the the tone of, like, uh, the color, like, the color that she was using were identical to what uh the joker makeup was so polyoxy clown mm, so i have one question that may help uh shed some light on this situation was yeah. she, did she happen to be drinking a a fruit punch fago by any chance no no she's not an icp cult member so i'm just asking because <laughs> you know these are the clues we have to keep an eye on yeah. there Yes, but she was walking around with someone with a, a Hatchet Man logo on See? his jacket. Mm-hmm. You gotta, you have to Sherlock Holmes these things, my dude, just to make sure. <laughs> yes, you never know. Uh, nor do I want to know. <laughs> right, <laughs> it is none of your business. <laughs> yes. So that's pretty. That's pretty much what my week. I uh, I also completed a a quick. Um, 10 minute script for the audio drama competition. I edited it. I, uh, I, uh, put it into a second draft and I just sent it out and hopefully it will be picked. Um, I'll know by December 5th. Good times, man. Yeah. Uh, you put a hundred, 110% into it. Yeah. Did you give it your all? Yeah, I gave it my all. And guess what? I'm back into doing part two. Uh, of a multi-part series that um, is still a hush-hush secret. All the hushes, my good man. So many quiet hush, you know. So compared to my week, how was your week? Your week was was productive, pretty much based upon my week. Uh I have the worst luck with eBay. I just have the worst (laughs) absolute luck like selling buying like i just can't do it like i i don't mentally understand how it works i have a buddy who's like all day ebay he sells old magazines and makes a ton of money i don't get how he does it he's really good at it but me i seem to have like this scarlet letter (laughs) if i put up anything or try to buy anything it just explodes right in my face impossible to handle it explodes. Like, yes, I do have an eBay story too that I forgot to mention. Uh, yeah, go for it. It ties into what I'm talking about. Tell us your eBay yeah, story. So, 
um, in the cleaning out of the youth center today, there was a box of VHSs, and there were three of them that were unopened, and they say promotional use only, and there were three, like, it, from what I gathered, these were, like, given to, like, video rental stores to, like, play on the screen. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they were, well, actually, one of them was that, and then the other two, I, I can't explain. Or, like, they were for rentals. Anyways, uh, the first, I looked up the prices for each one of these, and... You, you'll probably not be surprised that they didn't break twenty dollars if fifteen. <laughs> right. The first one was a, 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 and they all also said not for resale, but of course I went right away to see how much I could sell them for. Hell, <laughs> <Fail>, man. <laughs> uh, one of them was the, like a theatrical and promotional release of a Japanese, uh, Japanimation of um, it had it was on a series about the Hiroshima bomb. Mm. Ben uh, Ninjin, or it has a boy running in it. I can't remember the title of it, but anyways, mm. that was that's worth five bucks. <laughs> Next one was Puppet Master Four. <laughs> I, you got to keep that one, my friend. You got to you got to yes. hold on to that one. That was uh, I saw a copy of it that was listed as fifteen bucks. <laughs> really. Yes, um, of course that has not been sold, so they're not going to get fifteen bucks. There's one puppet master dude out there who's really yes. like that's the last one he needs, man. Yes, and there is a connected, and the next movie is connected to that. It is Trancer Four. Have you heard of Trancer oh, the series? Yeah, that's the Full Moon series, man. Trancer is too real, dude. Yes. Um. By the way, the the actor that plays the main guy in Trancer, do you know what other movie he's in? Yeah, he's in Doll Man versus the Demonic Toys. There though. you go. You don't know it. Yeah, you're a little, you're a little weird nerd. <laughs> I like, man, I got. Don't kink right. me, bro. I'm just. I'm not. Hey, I'm, hey, 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 I, I, I feel like I would watch those movies before probably watching another Marvel movie. Anyways, Ooh, so. so <laughs> Yeah, so that that was worth like six bucks, but they're just gonna be on my shelf now as like odd nerd memorabilia. Oh yeah, man, you gotta watch uh, subspecies, dude. <laughs> you gotta watch yeah, all the full movie. Too. What? Yeah, just watch. That it. was on the yeah. That was on like the Wikipedia page. Yeah, you gotta. I'm, I love full moon films because they're they're like trauma films, but they don't. But they take themselves way too serious. <laughs> right like there's such a backstory it seems like yeah like you know uh the demonic toys were i don't even want to go into like the the tragic history of the demonic toys or even us the bloodstone of subspecies too my man it's too good so maybe i will watch these and the next year for uh spooky halloween will we will go through the list of puppet master don't you you don't have to threaten me with a good time <laughs> all day, dude. <laughs> right. I would dedicate um, the entire month to just really crappy full moon films, and there's enough yes. of them. We can fill now, them. I up. believe I believe I've seen a Puppet Master film before, but I believe that this Puppet Master was either like a reboot or something, or they were trying to tie in all the movies together. Yeah, man. Because there was a lot of like uh, flashbacks, like 
eighty percent of the film with I don't remember which one it was, but it was a ton of flashbacks. And then they kill somebody who's lifting weights. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the full moon cinematic universe, man. <laughs> right, <laughs> too real. But uh, going into my uh, eBay trancing that I've been kind of jumping into, I've been trying to do two things: one selling things, and one trying to buy something. So the selling part is that on my day-to-day nine-to-five, I've been at my job for a really long time at this point. A lot, everyone knows me as the resident-friendly neighborhood ultra nerd. I have the pop vinyls up because I'm a poser, and I have the old ratty Borderlands 2 mouse pad. Everybody knows me to be the nerd. So I'm just walking, you know, walking to the elevator, and, like, one of the CEOs of my company walks by yeah. me and says, Hey, Mike G., I know you're into this nerd stuff. I have a friend that's an executive at Warner Brothers. You want a box full of these pop vinyl Batman the Animated? Get out of here. And I'm like, what? And she's like, yeah, I'll bring it tomorrow. I'm like, yeah, I ultra need those. And like two days later, I'm going back to my desk and I bump into her. She's like, oh, yeah, here. She just gives me like a paper bag full of like three Star Wars pop vinyls in a box of the of the blind box of the pop vinyl Batman the animated series keychains. There's like 50 of them in there, like a full retail box. She's like, yeah. here. And so I'm happier than a kid kid in slop. I'm just like hey, walking past people, hey, you, you like Batman? Here you go, scoop, throw them one like a ninja star. Yeah. And then I just open them all because I'm a big child. And I now have the complete set for the Batman the animated series pop vinyl keychains. Just all of them, even the rare ones that are super hard to find yeah. on eBay. So I want to create kind of like a curio cabinet for them or maybe like a display case and sell that. That would be cool. You know what I'm saying? Because I want to yeah. go to Michael's and create a cool little backdrop. You want to go to your house? You know what? Every time I walk into Michael's, I tell them this is all mine and I get kicked yeah. out. So and then once you start taking your shirt off and <laughs> getting comfortable, I can't get comfortable there. You know they sell sodas and stuff there. I just crack open a soda and start drinking it. They're like, sir, you have to pay for that. But like, but I'm Michael. They're like, oh, my bad. <laughs> my bad. Yeah. Like if your name is Carl like Samson Jr., Withers, you can just walk yeah. to a Carl's Jr. and eat whatever you want. You know? Yeah. So how do I get my hands on some of this merch? I don't necessarily know how to eBay yet, so I'm okay. still figuring that part out. I kind of just want to keep it for myself because I'm a damn nerd, but uh-huh. uh, I have extra I have an interest too. Phenomenon, Uh-oh. hoarding phenomenon. <laughs> if you look into my room, it just it, it, you know, remember the scene in Akira where uh, Tetsuo's arm just turns into a giant flesh baby, and it's like absorbing the city and stuff. That's I'm sure the fans will will remember that. The fans ultra. Everyone remembers Akira, dog. <laughs> everyone. Well, you assume. You assume. There's no assumptions made, dog. Every everyone. You know, you walk up to a five year old playing Fortnite. You say, if you say Kaneda to a five year old, they go Tetsuo, and you go Kaneda. Yeah, they know. It's built into the DNA of all that live on this earth. So that was my week, and I, and I uh, downloaded the new uh, Spider-Man DLC, uh, Turf Wars. So I was playing a little bit of it today. Uh, the rain effects look cool. 
That's as far as I've got. Rain effects. <laughs> rain effects look cool, you know. But other than that, we'll see. It's a it's like yeah. dead center. It's this Empire Strikes Back of that little DLC collection. So I'm curious to see how it ends. So more on that later. I probably should have it finished by the next episode. Yeah, man. So you want to get into some news? Yes. On to the news. I don't want to keep going that. It's like it's too close to that one YouTuber. I got to figure out. uh, (laughs) Them who shall not be named. Yeah. We have to figure out our own like little like uh, tag. If Mike G wasn't lazy, he would just create something and just cut it in. But too bad. Too bad. Like Sonic the Hitchhiker would say, that's no good. <laughs> that's no good. That's, yeah, no, let's do it. Let's do it. Eat a chili dog. Oh, man. Speaking of things that are bad for you, um, did you see the Leprechaun Returns trailer? Yes. He, looked, he truly looks like he's been to the hood and back. And twice. <laughs> I thought I was the only one who didn't who noticed like how was the makeup effects worse than they were when the movie first came out. Right. The makeup effects look so bad. Like I remember I love the first Leprechaun. All the other sequels and stuff I can really do without. Yeah. The first Leprechaun was legit scary when I was a little kid. Like Yeah. You know what I mean? And it looked good. Warwick Davis killed it in the role. Like I really admire that movie. It for its wackiness, but this one just looks. Remember that movie Yoga Hosers that Kevin Smith made? Yeah, would, like shoot his daughter and Johnny Depp's daughter just running around being on, being like on set, <laughs> and just goofing around. Yeah, I, yeah, I remember that. Um, yeah, I didn't mean to interrupt you. <laughs> no worries. Just, this trailer reminds me of Yoga Hosers because it's so goofy and in the all the wrong ways. It's like. I wonder if Jennifer Aniston's in this movie as like a cameo. She's not doing anything. Yeah, there's no way she's gonna get anywhere close to this movie. I would love it to see Jennifer Aniston make like a Sigourney Weaver level cameo as like exposition. Yeah, that'd be dope. How many um, how many Leprechaun movies have there been? I want to guesstimate like seven, not counting. Yeah, yeah, they're making it sound like there's seven, not yeah, seven, it, counting the Hornswoggle uh, film that was done very recently that WWE Network pr- like produced. Counting that one because I know Warwick Leprechaun David Origins. That- yeah, there you go, uh, okay. Leprechaun Origins. Uh, yeah, uh, um, if we take the series as a whole, uh, there's no. I I would say there is no unifying theme. <laughs> in no, the sense no. of, uh, in the sense of what genre this movie is in, it's not horror. It used yeah. to be horror. You know what I'm saying? Like the first one was legit scary. The second one, and then it just got dumber and dumber as right. you go along. I guess. I guess we would put it as a horror fantasy comedy. comedy? Yeah, horror comedy. Because once you go yeah. to space, like, <clears throat> what is Jason X? <laughs> is that still horror? <laughs> Is that movie scary at all? Sci-fi horror. Uh, <laughs> Jeez, gothic horror. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I, I think um, this is one of the 
this could be in the category that I do for several films series of like, why do you need to go there? Who is asking for in like 2018? Where's all the leprechaun movies? <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know what I mean? You know the corporate scumbag answer though. It's just to maintain the the pro- to maintain the licensing, dude. Like you have yeah, to, but that assumes know? that in the future. There's going to be someone that's wanting to put like Christopher Nolan level money into a film. Like Mad Max, Mad Max Fury Road came back and just killed it, and like that was an ultra dead franchise. So you just got you can't let go of the of the license, man. You never know. Imagine if Guillermo del Toro did a Leprechaun film. Well, we can only hope that Disney buys them all up so that there's no need to worry about everyone. About I'm not Disney right now. I'm kind of mad at Disney right now. Yeah, what did Disney do to you? No, it's just uh, I hate uh, Jewish people. Wow, just want to, you want to lean into the mic on that one? <laughs> oh, we're gonna let that rock. Uh, yeah. No, it's just they keep showing like Kingdom Hearts three trailers, but I haven't seen one Square Enix character. At all, that's very worrying to me. Because Kingdom Hearts is a balance; (laughs) it's not a not a balance. There needs to be a balance in the kingdom. And and Disney had this problem with Marvel versus Capcom Infinite, where they're very heavy-handed with their representation. And I think Disney just doesn't do games well. They just don't handle them correctly when it comes to Star Wars Battlefront. Uh, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite and what I'm seeing from Kingdom Hearts, which I love Kingdom Hearts as a series. Just show me Noctis, like driving mm-hmm. with Sora, and I'll be totally cool. You know, just, I get it. But yes. I haven't seen one Square Enix character, not a Chocobo, not a Cactar, none of that. Was the Bouncer a Square Enix game? No, but it predates uh, Kingdom Hearts and the character looks just like Sora in a weird way. Good, yeah. Yeah, uh, I have my own reasons why I don't like Disney or like I have my issues with some Disney actions. Uh, for instance, uh, the upcoming Avengers movie is going to be three out three hours plus. <laughs> if you read the Yeah. And uh, there's a podcast that I listened to that uh, went over this. Uh, this podcast is called We'll See You in Hell. It's uh, Joe DeRosa and Pat Walsh pretty much sitting in Joe's house and they just talk up a storm. And I thought they were done at the beginning of the year, but now they're back, baby. We're back, baby. Yes. And they talked about how in the past, that timeline for a film for, were for like massive films, like the 10 commandments or Schindler's list. And then they broke it down perfectly going. Now it's for a bunch of people in plastic suits, punching each other. (laughs) What exactly is the Ten Commandments if not a bunch of people in plastic suits punching each other? Wait, what did you just say? What exactly is the Ten Commandments? I'm not going to repeat that. Uh, <laughs> you heard it here, folks. <laughs> Can we get a Ten Commandments cinematic universe? You know how many Bible stories will be active on the screen? Like a live action yeah. story of of uh, Job? Well, they, the problem is that the last time they've tried to do something that was not like like crazy connected to the Christian film industry, we got Noah. <laughs> Noah Noah was 
dope, dude. Yeah, like, I know it thing. was dope, but it had Yoda some controversial dope. things connected to it that thing, alienates man. a certain audience that you need for these type of films. Anytime. See, the problem, we're going to go into this really quick, and I'm, I, I hope I do not offend, yes. is that with religious film, maybe. M.O.T. and Crossfire. <laughs> <Huh>? M.O.T. <laughs> and Crossfire, jeez. With any religious film, there is a thin line you can walk between the fantastical and the real, right? Right. You have the fantastical on one end with uh, Veggie Tales and Noah, where it's just like people doing punch combos. But then it gets too real, where you have the Passion of the Christ, and nobody can watch it because it's too real. Right. You know what I mean? You're seeing like, like it's, it's disturbingly real. So what do you do if you want to create that content? And have it be meaningful, but at the same time entertaining. It's such a hard line to walk. You know what I mean? Yeah. And not offend. You can offend someone. And you know? I, I think they've done it in the past. I believe there's uh, the animated musical Prince of Egypt that would be good. A good. That is. I think that's the best representation of all time. <laughs> right. And or yeah. and even the Charlton Heston Ten Commandments, which we were talking about, is yeah, is good to the point of they still show it every Easter up there with Charlie Brown <laughs> on classic, Christmas. It's, it's a classic. Yes. Like I joke, but the Ten Commandments is just, it's film gold. You know what I mean? Yes. Now, it's finest. now I don't think Noah can reach that level just because there's, there's a different time, uh, different times. Um, and just, I don't think Noah wanted to reach that level. No, <laughs> no one knew what it was going in for. We're going to be a CGI uh, Michael Bay explosion, right? That's all, that's all they wanted to get out of it, man. Right. Well, I would just say, like, uh, I would think Ridley. I, I'm lazy now. Ridley Scott could make a good. Uh, no, I thought I thought maybe he did yeah. make one. Christopher Ridley Nolan. Scott. Christopher Nolan would hey. be a good uh, director to tap for like a a Job or something that has like loud horns to announce the a big okay. big thing to come out. Before we move on, we're going to do a little bit of experimentation here on the podcast. Okay. Okay. I'm going to set up winner to pitch the best Bible movie of all time. Okay. Okay. We haven't rehearsed this. He has no idea what I'm talking about. I'm just going to have him tell you the story of Jacob. The story of Jacob. Okay. So, hello, folks. My name is Christopher Nolan. I'm I'm wanting to pitch this movie to you. I am Christopher Nolan, but I still feel like I need to pitch um, to keep my energy levels hyped. I've been going to a guru, and this is what I've been told to do. So, imagine, if you will... um, uh, a Genesis story, yes, with the budget of Inception, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. I'm Funny. I'm talking about horns going off every second when there's a need. There's like a um, like okay, okay. I don't need to give you the full script. I'm just going to give you the, uh, an important scene right now where you have <laughs> Jacob fighting an angel, right? Yeah. So you have, first of all, you have a mental scene, which, hey, Inception, baby. I invented Inception. <laughs> and you have like, dun, 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 and then you just have like a, 
kind of like a spiral dream uh, scene. And then out of mm-hmm. nowhere, um, there's like a bunch of people walking in a line. And then Jacob grabs one going, who are you? And then the face melts and becomes an angel. And then the fight starts going on. And then you have like a Mortal Kombat type scene where the uh, where the angel touches his rib and it goes ting and it breaks and the guy whoa dude jacob 3d 2022 jacob walks up to the angel and says i'm gonna need my blessing (laughs) the 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 angel like you know i got angel stuff to do i'm sorry can we put a rain check on your blessing jacob's like no sir i'm gonna need my blessing so the angel f- just says, sorry, bro, and sorry. flies off. <laughs> this Jacob isn't a Kevin Smith movie. <laughs> grabs the angel and puts him in a headlock and spiral DDTs him back to earth with this big explosion and like sound wave mm-hmm. rustling through the trees. And for 24 hours straight, they just wrestle and do combos and do Devil May Cry. Yeah table hoppers and then jacob and sees a little bit of blood trickling down the face of the angel and he goes yeah. even angels bleed <laughs> behold the angel who bleeds and then cue dragon force metal music and yeah yeah fire in the flames yeah we kind yeah. Of, yeah so that's kind of a, a hard character i probably would pitch jacob as the first oh, to go um, you get Christopher Nolan and you get the Wu Ping brothers to do the fight choreography, oh, dog. Yeah. The, that, the that would be and- just one scene, though, in, the, in this no, movie. That's all it is. going to be three hours. It's all you need, dude. It'd be like 300. You, you get the lead up. You tell yeah. us who Jacob is. It's a four. It's a three hour fight scene at the end. He just gets his blessing. <laughs> and then the end, end credit stinger. Yeah. Is that the angel rises his hand up and says, I'll take back the blessing. Bro. I'll, yeah, I'll give that to Ridley Scott. I'll give it to Ridley Scott, not Christopher Nolan. Uh, Ridley Scott couldn't make a good ham sandwich, nevertheless. Christopher, Nol- oh, Christopher Nolan has to do a Jonah movie. There you go. You, so you just see Jonah like floating. It. Okay, I'm just take, destroying your Jacob premise. I'm just going Jonah. Jonah's floating into the in the water, and you just see him stop, and then you just see a gray blob landmass sort of thing that is yeah. elevating him above the water. Like, why is it so brown? And then you like the uh, bird's eye view pan, and it's like the whole water is just a a big black like shadow. And you just hear yeah. wong, wong. <laughs> and then the and then the the uh, the whale just starts pulling out of the water. Wong. Wong, he's like, what is this magic? Wong, Wong, and then it's like it's like a trailer for Meg, where you see the boat, you see like you see like the megalodon's mouth just coming onto the about to break yeah. water. Wong, <laughs> da, da, so da, 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 da. Jonah twenty thirty two, rated R, <laughs> rated X, rated NC seventeen. Yeah. We have. To on but those are two awesome ideas you can steal them if you want hollywood yes oh man that was awesome i just want like i just stole paychecks from the original writers of aladdin okay moving on (laughs) dang back on disney uh speaking of people who stole things this guy probably stole the role uh 
John Cryer from uh, what is it? Two and a half men. <laughs> yes, two and a half men. Hot shots, uh, one I believe, and he was in Hot Shots Part Two. Okay, okay. I don't know. Yeah, he, I, don't know. I don't know. He had a, a stupid clip in that. Um, and Pretty in Pink, right, Ducky? Yep, I think so. Yeah. He's a funny guy, and he's going to be playing Lex Luthor on CW's Supergirl, which is a big, 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 big character. Yeah. On a small, 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 small show. Small, 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 small screen. Got him. Got him. That's what you. That's that's the rib touch where he just goes. <laughs> your rib just your rib case just explodes because yeah. <laughs> an angel touched it. Uh, but the reason I wanted to bring this up is because I want to hold judgment because I found that comedians usually make great dramatic actors <laughs> for some reason. Like they just can pull that pull that out of themselves. Yeah. And before people start bagging on it and be like, "Oh no, it's going to be three men in the Kryptonian and all the stupid jokes." Um, just give the guy a chance, man. He may kill it. We don't know. What does he have to lose? It's you know. It's, I mean, it's uh, it's the CW. <laughs> it's, the, it's the what? What do we call it? We call what you call it? The crude wilderness or yeah, something, like, something that? like that? It's the crude wilderness. Um, it's. I, I want to see who cares, but I I like CW shows, so I can't. I'm not going to clown it too. Yeah, hard. I mean, I I go through a phase of like watching Supernatural. <laughs> Yeah, man. And it's not a phase of me like sitting down watching it. It's more like I'm doing laundry. Let's have something in the background to uh, silence the demons in my mind. I need. Damn. <laughs> um, they are. Uh, I, I there's sometimes they're I captivating. I like how CW is doing more um, nerd. Like they listen to nerds. Would you say? Yeah. I think the CW, what they get right is that, like you said, they pay attention yes. to their fan base. There you go. They feed their fan base what they want, which is, I think, why their shows have such longevity. You know what I mean? Right. The actors love doing it, so I'm bet they treat their actors great. Poor uh, Jared Padalecki, you know, has been on the show since he was like a teenager, right. you know, on Supernatural. And they just... They don't want to stop. They're just going and going. It's like Mary with children, these guys. Right. And they listen to their fan base. What do you guys want? Yeah. You guys Compared want- to Sci-Fi uh, Channel, which... Don't listen to anyone. <laughs> don't listen to anyone, but still gets money for some reason. Okay. Why is that channel... We, we can't have G4, but Sci-Fi Channel still floating around? Right. Come on, guys. Get it together. But we'll see. Shark I think... Uh, shark... Well, Sharknado made them so much money. Yeah. Ugh, it's, be, ugh. it's not on the docket, but Venom made so much money. <laughs> I'm so mad about it. Yep. That's what happens when you have junkies. <laughs> okay. It doesn't I'm matter so if you get put a, in mad a product about it, out. Dude. People are going to watch it. <laughs> it's it's so Oh, we're moving on. I can't. I I gotta move on. Right. Uh, speaking of things that are just some may perceive to be bad, Sony is skipping E3 for the first time ever. Sony is skipping E3 2019. What does this mean for the future of Sony gaming? What does it mean for the future of gaming, period? What does it mean for the future of E3? Your thoughts? Uh, 
I, I love I love the way that uh, Mike G put it. Like, what's the future of gaming or the future of E3? <laughs> um, technically, I, I would say, like, if you saw their presentation this year, um, yeah. not much. <laughs> not much will yeah. change. Um, they, they, the presentation, I think, barely, the beginning of it did not take place in E3. <laughs> Right, it, took, it was like down the street or something weird, yeah. right? And I think that's kind of like testing the waters of like PlayStation moving not in E3, but maybe having their own show. Um, I would say yeah. similar. What I, it's the name's escaping me, but Nintendo's own show that they do. They have the, they have their directs. Yeah, their Nintendo directs. have Nintendo directs, right? You know, um, yeah. I think we'll we're gonna have to wait for more. Um, info to determine why PlayStation did this. Is PlayStation going to have their own press release during E3? Um, and then will E3 respond by like le- not having any important, like having PC Mag have their presentation while PlayStation wow. is doing theirs? Um, it's always fun with PC, uh, the PC conferences floating around, but. I think it's one or two things, yeah. and this is tinfoil hat time because nobody knows unless you're Cass or I. I think one, they just had nothing to show, like you said. Last right. year's episode, uh, last year's conference was let's just call it what it is. It was lacking. Yes, there weren't that many new. Every game that was shown was either known or heavily already heavily advertised. You know, but would you say like Blizzard Go- was also? I mean, is that? I think that's going to be more of a that's. That's just the way a couple businesses are right now. They're just lacking. It's bad timing. A uh, Blizzard, yeah. for instance, they their big announcement was a mobile game. <laughs> right? That was their show closer. It's rough right now. Yeah. And I think most of it is because we're on the cusp of a new generation of gaming. Yes. Like everybody's putting their eggs in their next basket. So PS4 doesn't have many more exclusives before, you know, drum roll ps5 is announced PS5 which will be <laughs> you know like everyone's slowing down like no one uh this this console i think red dead redemption 2 will be the last huge game yeah. to be on this console. playstation usually closes it out with one last game and may it be uh Death Stranding, may it be uh, Last of Us Two, I think will be a big closer for the con- yes. for the amazing uh, generation of games. I think PS4 had a really good generation uh, at the end of the day, and I think PlayStation is just really biding their time because they're putting all their eggs into the PS5 bas- basket. Right. And when the next time they do go to E3, it's going to be insane because you're probably going to have Final Fantasy VII uh, remake information. Yeah. New console information, definitely. And uh, they're just going to blow it out the water. But for now, I'm just like, if you don't have nothing to show, then, you know, hold, you know. But this continues the, the, like, the pattern of, of action that PlayStation has shown in the past, right? Of not playing well with others. Um, Fortnite. Yeah. (laughs) Fortnite. uh, Crossplay. Yeah. I think that's just them smelling their own farts because they won the console war this this generation. Yes, and that, that is uh, fairly accurate. You know, 
it's just them thinking like we don't need to share we don't need to cross play people are coming to us anyway and that's not the attitude to have so i'm hoping that they get their heads out of their lower regions and this next console generation they learn how to play with others because i think that's where all this is leading towards it's like you said a couple of shows ago you know the the one console right the the, 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 you know, some would say that would be a PC at the end of the day, but we don't know, you know. I think there will always be a place for cross-pollinization, but it's like asking McDonald's to sell Whoppers, you know, it's just not going to happen. It's just uh, branding at its worst, so right. we'll see. We'll see. Um, piggybacking off this news, Xbox is rumored to have a discless Xbox One in 2019. No disk drive, which will be the first for a major console since what the Vita? No, the Vita had a even the Vita had a disk drive. Right. I think um, I think that's probably going to be a good choice to do. Um, I don't have any games anyway, so <laughs> what do you, why just why eliminate just eliminate that part? Oh jeez. Well, <laughs> sorry Xbox fans. <laughs> well, it you have to look at how can we keep Xbox 1 um from not fading away from the light. And I think removing the disc maybe it'll lower the cost a little bit or like just they could focus more on making a better Xbox the console itself. Uh, but yeah. I could be totally it's like I have no clue what I'm talking about with that. Nah, I can piggyback off that because I think Xbox's strength and where it's beating out PlayStation yeah. is the backwards compatibility stuff. You know, being able to play Xbox original games, right. Xbox 360 games on it, and them having like a service where you can just stream those. Like, I think it's called Xbox Live or something. Like, I think Xbox Live is what that is. Mm-hmm. So if you if I would buy an Xbox Live machine, if I can just play old school games that have been up and have a ball, right. you know, play Knights of the Old Republic 2 or old school Halo 2. And that's just my box. It's my retro box with no disk drive to slow it down or to weigh it down. I, I could see the marketing in that. Right. And I, I just read the article that uh, like right now with the disk uh, tr- um, disk in it, um, disk, disk drive in it, it's currently two ninety nine, and they're expecting the disk diskless console to be two hundred dollars or less, so you're saving a hundred bucks there, and that that Not is that. a crazy save. Considering that if Xbox does allow it, you can buy an external disc drive cheaper. I I, I would imagine, yeah. and just hook it up that way and yeah, plug and watch the magic happen. Plug and play, baby. So yeah, I think I don't think like the next Xbox console should. Uh, necessarily be disc less because I think there's still something to be had for the physical copy or something well, that you know what I mean. Yeah, well, that's why I'm saying that it's it's mo. I would say that even if they if they do go discless, then there's definitely going to be well, you can buy this attachment. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and I can see that. Yeah, uh, we'll see. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you're in. But hold on, um, going back like so let's mentally think about who are the people that are going to be affected the most from a, from the future of discless um, gaming consoles. People who play video games since they were a kid. 
No, no, no. You gotta think. You gotta think. Not that's too meta or whatever. I'm talking about a uh, GameStop. <laughs> Those type of businesses where their bread yeah. and buddy butter is just having a ton of old games, discs floating around, going buy one get one free. Uh, you know what? Here's five free ones. Just take them, sort of thing. And it's now, they're what yeah. are they gonna do? <laughs> GameStop worked so hard to drive business away from the mom and pop places who used to do this years before we knew what a GameStop was or electronics, our electronic boutique was. And now they're facing this fate because it's all digital. What you've done. (laughs) Right. You're, you're holding the book of the dead and you're just like, what have we done? (laughs) And now they're just freaking out. And it's like, you go to a, a GameStop, and there used to be lines to buy games. Now right. you just walk in; nobody cares. And it's, I haven't and bought a, a physical big, game. Yet. Yeah, hmm? I mean, uh, a big issue with GameStops nowadays is their system of of not trying to specifically sell games to you, not specifically being a stop for games, but being a stop for GameStop credit cards. <laughs> uh, don't get me started. Yeah. Like all major electronic stores are just cell phone salesmen. You know, you walk into a Radio Shack, like, man, I need an RF channel. What kind of phone you got? Like, I'm not worried about that right now. I'm just trying to buy this, you know, this coax cable. Which I I can understand for that. I mean, we go to car lots and then people try to sell you cars. But but I what what I would say is the kicker though, is that they're not trying to sell you cars. They're trying to sell you a different mode of pain for different things. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, everything. There's a Burger King credit card for Lord's sake. You know, oh, this. Every- I need to get that. Get that Burger King credit card, my man. Yeah. You know, you get a free, uh, you get, you get a free icy with every purchase. Dog. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, <laughs> and they try to sell you magazines and, you know, buy their, uh, become their like GameStop exclusive card where you can get a discount on used games. Yeah. But, Everyone's going Which I used to love as a kid. Used to love getting that. Man, I got burned on used games back in the day when I was a kid. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, but um, selling games, on the other hand, I used to do that all the time. I used to sell my games all. The time. <laughs> that was your side time. hustle. Yeah, man. My mom wouldn't give me, you know, lunch money. Like, I can <laughs> sell get your guide in black. You know, yeah. get a quick. Three cents and take the game and take the money. Yeah, man. Beat them up. It's like when you rob the pizza man, you get pizza and you keep your money. The cops don't come or anything. Yeah. That's dumb. All right. So I interrupted you before you were going into your uh, next news that is probably not just for me. Cup of tea. Just for me, yeah. Uh, people stealing your money. Final Fantasy fourteen is <laughs> dropping a new expansion. Didn't you? Weren't we talking about yesterday that there were going to be no more expansions, or was that for a different Final Fantasy? That was for Final Fantasy fifteen. And you notice how ridiculous that statement is, people. Where I just said there's a different Final Fantasy. Go on. Don't do this because <laughs> I don't. I don't want people to come at you. <laughs> Don't do this. Don't do this? I almost want to skip this article just to save you, Winner. Okay. Because 
because there's people who will talk to you for four hours on Twitter and just explain why there why there's the oxymoron of Final Fantasy 15. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe convention that's the dumbest of all time, but there are people who will digitally digitally fight you, man. Yeah, well, I can't I can't with any of that. Uh, <laughs> I get it. I get it. Trust me. But I want to save you from that, from that, from that smoke, as the yes. kids. Say. Could you explain for listeners and myself what it means that it's Final Fantasy Online? Okay, I used to play a lot of fourteen, a lot, a lot, a lot of fourteen, mm-hmm. like thousand hours in. Really play it, and what it is, it's it's a subscription service where you create a character, you have different classes, and it's M M O R P G, and. You play the game with your buddies and you run raids and you do instances and you level up your character and you get all your pretty little costumes and housing and mounts and it's just Warcraft, right? But done very well. I will say for Final Fantasy fourteen, A Realm Reborn is one of the better MMORPGs on the market today. <laughs> Given its, you know, its company, you know. Yeah. It's top three. You know, oh you know, people are really on the game, and it makes a lot of money. Yeah, it's, it's pretty much Square's bread and butter right now. Uh, so they're dropping another expansion, which is going to focus, I believe, on the Dark Knights, which is a tank class. So uh, I'm excited to see um, a Shield Breakers, you know, getting into that game. Even though I don't play the game anymore because subscription services for video games just really irks my soul why should i pay 14 dollars? you pay 60 to buy the game but they have to pay 14 dollars a month every month to keep playing the game right hey they did it for world of warcraft right in the beginning it's crack dude it's no it's the worst <laughs> I get, yeah it's, it's a money machine i get it but it's a money machine i get it <laughs> it's nuts man. right we'll do it uh I guess you, it's like, what is it, Netflix or Final Fantasy fourteen? You know, it's like, I guess I'll play WoW. You know? All right. At least they have their act together now with some free servers, I believe. Yeah, free yeah. services. Triple A services. Uh, speaking of Netflix, yeah. we're going to close out the show with this last news article from the guy who made the Castlevania anime that's on Netflix, which is really, really good. Uh, I recommend watching both seasons. He is saying that he's going to now pin and show run a Devil May Cry animated series that exists in the same universe as Castlevania. Like, like a Capcom X Konami merger anime bootleg universe is what he calls it. <laughs> and I've had a couple of days to think about this because yeah. I love, love, love. It's well documented. My love for Devil May Cry and Cast- I like I like Castlevania a lot as well. I love the lore, and it could make sense, but no. I kind of don't want those. <laughs> I don't want those two flavors too close together. I don't know. Uh, as long as the show is good, I guess, mm-hmm. but. How are Capcom and Konami going to play well together when, when Konami is just toxic? And Konami owns the rights to Castlevania, for those who are not aware. And Capcom owns the rights to Devil May Cry. And this uh, showrunner saying he's making a bootleg universe combining the two. 
in some kind of weird timeline because Devil May Cry takes place right. in present time or near future, whatever. And Castlevania takes place like in the twelve in the thirteen hundreds or something nuts like that. So there's enough space in between to make it make sense. Like you I don't, know, uh, I don't know. Man. What do you think about this, man? Uh, do you have an opinion on any of this? Yeah, well, uh, Castlevania. Um, I'm slowly getting through it. Um, I've read some reviews of the second season how they could have cut a bunch of the episodes out. Um, mm. they, um, not, I mean, the from the what I was reading, it was essentially like the reason why they liked the first season, um, was because there was uh, not as many episodes and they were able to do an entire season in just like four or five episodes, or yeah, whatever. The, but then it's like the second season, there's a lot of dragging out that's going on. Um, I, I still have to get to those episodes to see for myself, but right. that um, I would say that they should first figure out why Castlevania is so popular first, and then work on that, and then separately work on Devil May Cry before even thinking about crossing the universes. Because yeah. once you, yeah, once you let that genie out of the bottle, there's no like, uh, there's no turning I, back. Yeah, and I say that, but then I go like, well, real shows do it all. I mean, not real shows, like uh, um, live action shows do that all the time where they'll have like a crossover. And But my reaction to those all the time were like, uh, well, when I was younger, like, oh, that's cool. But now when I'm older, I'm going like, well, that's kind of that's kind of like tacky or like that's a sign yeah. that the show is, is like desperate. Mm-hmm. When you have CSI crossing over with uh, the show Las Vegas. Yeah, or crossing Jordan. Uh, yeah, that shows how. Um, you mentioned because yeah. as a kid, I used to hate those crossovers. As a kid, like like Jetsons yeah. meet the Flintstones. You know what I mean? I hated their crossover as a kid because the animation quality wasn't as good. Right. Like you said, I just, I saw through it. Like I was, you know, when it's like like Happy Days meets the Monsters and weird stuff like that would happen back in the day when we were kids. You just see through it, and I'm just like, ew. Like, right. Or like but, the Family Guy Simpsons crossover. Right. Desperation. Right. You know but, you know, we, we are in an age of where it is a very popular in entertainment to have a ton of crossover to happen. Um, yeah. Um, superheroes being in the same movie together and, like, spending a good hour – on that topic of like, well, you're you're a superhero. Well, I'm a superhero. Well, we have disagreements. Let's make out. Let's um, make out. <laughs> that, that type of thing. And then we um, fight. Yes. Like you said, I just want them to make a good Castlevania content and then make good Devil May Cry content. And then if it happens to meet somewhere in the middle, I'm okay with that. But don't let your focus be the crossover. Let it be the content. You know what I'm saying? Like, Devil May Cry is strong enough. Not well, not really. Devil May Cry. For as much as I love it, I'll admit the Devil May Cry uh, storyline is not the cleanest. Uh, Same could be said for Castlevania. You know, people, please don't come at me. I know it's great, but let's solidify these two very different properties before we start throwing around words like uh, universes. Good or. Better. Good. 
or profitable. You know what I mean? Let's not let's don't throw these words around just yet. Let's see what this man can do with this uh, with this uh, anime and uh, go from there. Absolutely. All right. Hmm. What are you looking forward to next week? Uh, this week? Oh, sleep. You know, I got me some Diet Coke and I got me some Jimmy Bean. Yeah. James Bean. Bean. Crisp. Yeah. So I'm going to do some of that. I There was a sale on uh, Paladins because High Res was having uh, some type of uh, conference or whatever. So yeah. uh, I bought the, uh, the champion pack. So I'm probably going to play a lot of that. Um, I'm abstaining from League of Legends because I got super salty and I just need to take a step back from that. I hear that. And yeah. And you know, um, I've got multiple Thanksgiving plans. Straight up, man. I have one Thanksgiving plan and that's to go to my grandmother's and make tons of plates, my dude, you know? Yeah. She got the good but stuff. are you going to put food on those plates after you're done making them? No. Just yeah. make the plates. <laughs> That's what she likes me to do. Just make sure they're nice and clean for the rest of the family. Yes. Your grandmother lives in an old adobo where you yeah, make you your make own clay. Plates. Draw yeah. in the plate. I'm going to make like a gargoyles plate for my Nana. Doug. It's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I'm looking forward to playing more Soul Calibur. I jumped back into that after taking a break because I got salty because I was, I d- decided I'm going to stick with using uh arcade stick and not uh the the, the joy pad yeah. and it's a learning curve because it's like retraining your brain but now that i got the hang of it i'm getting some w's so i'm gonna keep playing that um finishing up the spider-man dlc definitely going to be talking about that next week um like you said thanksgiving stuff for us for us yankees here in the states we definitely celebrate that so it's gonna be a lot of family and fellowship on that front and really just as soon as black friday happens it's christmas so gotta get my get, gotta get the showing gear <laughs> for the christmas season so much like what we did for halloween where the show just told a took a tonal shift into horror uh for christmas it's going to take a tonal shift into unconventional christmas so i'm very excited oh. to give you guys a little sneak peek at what we have planned for the end of the year. Yeah. It's going to be fun stuff. This is the first time I'm hearing about it, and I'm interested. Interested. Do you have any passing thoughts, my good man, before we close this bad boy out? Yeah, check out the podcast. We'll see you in hell again. That's Joe DeRosa and Pat Walsh, two comedians and writers who are um, work in Hollywood. <laughs> I don't. Uh, of course, I do. Out. This is my first time yeah. hearing about these guys, and I'm I'm curious. Yeah. So. Well, they were like one of the first podcasts I listened to, and I list like I listened to their inaugural episode, and I thought they were done. Like they said that they're taking a break, and then it felt like it was forever. But really, they switched to podcast networks, and now they're back in full form, and I'm loving every minute of it. And their and their conversations are just so honest to me um like th- they they literally told people don't uh don't break your bank coming to our uh like show <laughs> sort of thing like we're going to get to you in a matter of time but we don't want to be the reason why you spend a, a lot of money essentially spend a lot of money to come see us like we're going to get to you soon that would be the Just, dream dude can you imagine yeah. the road shows and stuff like that 
Well, I, I was imagining like Master of the Nerdicon or something like MOTN Con. The trash uh, section will be lit, Doug. I just, all right, boys, dump the trash. And it's just a bunch of trash. Yeah. And everybody just swims in it, makes makes trash angels, Doug. The mighty yeah. section will be, be Andy Kaufman Andy Kaufman esque. It'll be very Andy Kaufman esque. And yeah. the Mike G section will be a bunch of dudes dressed like the fly playing playing Marvel versus Capcom too. <laughs> yeah. Ew. It'll be all gooey and gross. Over a joystick or arcade stick. Yeah, or, man. You're yeah. gonna see some guy dressed like uh the darkness from Legend with the big giant Tim Curry horns. You want to get a first to three in, in Mortal Kombat Ultimate? Get away from me, man. <laughs> Archon's going to be a hot mess. That's the future. I cannot wait. And we get closer to that future every day with your support. So if you'd like to support this show monetarily, you can always visit our Patreon, where with the low, low cost of $1, you can help support the show and uh, help us become bigger and better. And if you wanted to support the show non-monetarily, you can always like our content, leave a comment, and please subscribe. I've, of course, been your host, Mike G. And I've been your host, Trash Monk the Third. And we will always ask you to take that one step beyond. Introducing the amazing iPhone XS you'll love on T-Mobile, the most loved in wireless. It's the perfect way to stay connected to those you heart most. Fall in love with iPhone XS on T-Mobile. And right now, trade in an eligible iPhone and you'll save $300. Visit a store or call 1-800-T-MOBILE. If you cancel service, remaining balance is due. Qualifying service and finance agreements required. $279.99 down plus 30 per month times 24. Full price $999.99. 0% APR for well-qualified buyers plus tax on full price. Allow eight weeks for rebate.